morning world. Welcome to the first live show for Tom Harris USA here on 1000 Mics Radio. You can Skype into the show, and the Skype address is Tom Harris Live here on 1000 Mics Radio. So, yeah, it's the first time I've been live for quite a while, and I'm kind of excited about this. You know, and I wasn't going to do a live show today. I was kind of last night. Having gotten home from from work, I was kind of preparing the best of Tom Harris USA show that I usually broadcast in this time slot. And it's like, well, I'm not doing anything. I don't have plans in the morning. So why don't I just do a live show? Haven't done one in a while. And folks, there's a lot to catch up on because a lot has been going on with me. Let me tell you, it has been... Really, really pretty exciting over the last uh, maybe six weeks. And yeah, the last time I was live, I think it was, it had to have been, I think it was June or July. I mean, it was, it was after I moved to this new place, but I don't remember exactly when the last live show was. I don't remember. If anybody else out there remembers, please feel free to uh, let me know. And once again, you can Skype in at Tom Harris Live. And because there are no users yet, on the Skype channel, you're going to have to add me on Skype. Um, I was going to be cheeky and use the United Kingdom radio Skype uh, account. And I realized, you know, well, I don't want to do that. I really don't want to do that. I want to actually have people be able to Skype into my own Skype chat because who knows, you know, because I'm hoping that as things calm down, that I will be able to to do more live shows, to do them more often, and maybe eventually get back to doing them weekly the way I was before. But right now, just I, I just can't do it. I've got too much going on in my life, and yeah, that's just the way it is. But uh, this is, for now, a one-off, and we'll use this opportunity to get reacquainted. So hello, everybody. My name is Tom Harris. I am in Chicago, Illinois. For those of you who are listening to me for the first time, well, welcome. Uh, I love to hear from listeners. You can email the show if you want to. The email address is tom at tomharrisusa.com. Now, if you've been paying attention, then you've probably seen that every week I've been running my old podcasts on the station, you know, podcasts generally from 2009. And uh, the, the show is called Tom Harris USA. You can actually hear that over at tomharrisusa.com, as indeed you will be able to do that on this show. And... Um, you will be able to listen to this show also on TomHarrisUSA.com as a podcast. I want to give a big shout out to Bob. I don't know who's just added us on Skype. Hi, Bob. Uh, feel free to call in if you wanted. It's, it'd be great to talk to you. It's been forever since uh, I've spoken to you. I, I, well, we talked a little bit the other day, didn't we? Uh, maybe a week or two ago or something like that. Um, still getting Skype configured, folks. So if uh, if I... <laughs> if I uh, seem distracted it's because i'm adding people to to skype as they as they message me um but i do i'm gonna have all my old features today just just for for shits and giggles and hey i can say shit on the station i could not do that in united kingdom <laughs> but just for shits and giggles i'm gonna be running all my old features and we're gonna have chris reardon has decreed we're gonna have today in history and uh, who knows what else we'll have i i really don't decide and we'll have sound clips like this one don't cut me off. So uh, we're going <laughs> to, it's just going to be just like my old shows. So uh, I have to go to my notes here and I, I forgot to open up my notes. Uh, so I need to go and find my notes for the show, for the shoe. And yeah, I'm so disorganized today. I, I have to say, um, 
the, even though I haven't been doing my, my live show, um, I have not been idle. I've actually been very busy, and I've even been busy doing doing internet radio of a sort. I mean, I, I'm doing a podcast now, and this is new since April. I started doing the show before I stopped doing the live show. And uh, the name of the show is Radio Free Asgard, and I've been plugging it wherever I can because it, 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 we'd, we'd have a good amount of listeners now. It's starting to get you know into the territory that Tom Harris USA had, but I would really like more. And if you're interested in mythology, if you're interested in comics, then you should check us out. It's over at RadioFreeAsgard.com. And that comes out every Thursday. And we talk about old Thor comics. Then we're starting something new this week. We're, we've got, uh, we're starting to talk about Hercules comics. Yeah. So then uh, we have a special guest this week, Scott Coles, who's going to be joining us for that. Um, I'm just, uh, just setting things up here. Just... Uh, Bear with me, folks. Bear with me. It's all bits and pieces, as Chris Reardon would say. Um, so, uh, oh, great, great. So, uh, so, like I said, I've not been idle. I've been very, very busy. And one of the big things that has come up is that I have a new job. And this has been a source of you know great gratification in a way. But also, it's been a lot of hassle. And a lot of it is the fact that I've been there for less than, I've, I've been there for less than 60 days at this point. I had my 30-day review about two weeks ago, and uh, it, which I might add, it was a fantastic result of my 30-day review. They, they said uh, I'm picking up things a lot faster than they expected me to. Um, and I have to say, now, okay, this is what was a little bit irritating, is that my job requires that I disclaim if I mention the company. They don't want to be responsible for anything I say. They don't, you know, it's it's one of these situations where I'm not, they have a blog policy. I assume that that extends to podcasts as well. So I'm not going to give the name of the company because if I do, then I have to say the views expressed on the show are purely the, the views of, of Tom Harris and not the views of blah, blah, blah company because I don't want to tie my own sometimes controversial views to this wonderful company that I work for. What I will tell you about this company, and I, of course, I will tell people privately with the name of the company. I, I've Many people already know. But um, what they do is they run stores that sell paper goods and crafty goods. And we have stores, uh, we have 52, well, 51 stores currently that are open. Um, John, if you could hold off uh, for calling. Uh, uh, hello to Cyber John. John, uh, could you call me back in a little bit? Let me monologue first, <laughs> and then I'll get back to you. Uh, um, but, but you know, uh, yeah, Cyber John and I chatted a little bit last night, and uh, he's going to be calling us a little bit later in the show. So I do apologize, John, for not taking it right now. Um, but uh, what what I, the thing about the job is that, like I said, if I mention the name of the company, I have to go and do all these disclaimers about not being the official position of the company. And yeah, I don't want to tie myself to the company name in that way because the image of the, the company that I work for now is not one that would be conducive perhaps with a lot of things that I talk about on the show. But I will tell you this, uh, it's a wonderful company. And it's a great pleasure to work there. 
the, one of the things about my last job and, and over at uh, Queen Plate Club Restaurant Group, which is, was, was my last position. Now, that company no longer exists as such. So I'm allowed to talk about them now because they don't exist anymore. My contract with them now is void. I can say anything I want about Clean Plate Club. The, um, I don't think they were particularly well run. Uh, I guess CyberJohn is going to be insistent. So let's take this call. Hello on Skype. Hi. Uh, all getting is static, Tom. You remember you had a problem like that before. Can you hear the static in the background? No, I can't. Uh, I can't. Suko and Bob, I don't know, have also said that all they're hearing is st static. She okay. said you fixed it last time. I did fix it last time, so let me do that again. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, I'll call off now. All yeah. right, thank you. All right, so that should have fixed the problem. Hopefully that fixed the problem. The problem that I have, sorry about that, folks. You know, For those of you who are listening live, those of you who are listening on the podcasts are going to get the whole monologue. So <laughs> hopefully that, that's better now. Um, yeah, the, the problem is one, the problem is one with Skype. Uh, I will say that now it, it has to do with Skype. Um, so, uh, thank you for cyber John for letting me know about that. I, I appreciate that. Um, so anyway, uh, if you listen to the podcast, you're going to hear my monologuing about, um, this company that I'm working for now. I'm not going to repeat myself because it, that would just be silly. So anyway, uh, so you can you guys can go back and listen. To that. But what I will say, like I said, at my last job, it wasn't very well managed. The company was not well managed, and that created a lot of frustration for for me personally because being the bookkeeper, having all of this responsibility, trying to keep things running in a somewhat co coherent way was not really possible because of the way the company was set up, because of the the way the duties were set up. Because of, you know, just I think my boss being incompetent, I wasn't able to really do my best. And so I'm coming to this new situation here. It's a bigger company. The accounting department, instead of being two people, is actually, I think we have eight in the accounting department alone. My basic, my corner of the office is myself and three African-American women. <laughs> so, um, but I have to say, you know, it's a pleasure to, to work for a company where almost everybody knows what they're doing. The, they're very competent. The management of my department is very competent. The management of my company is very respectful of all of the employees. The, the company in general treats their employees great. I cannot complain. The benefits, I don't have any benefits as of yet because I, I have to have been there for 90 days before they kick in. But I will say that it's a great company to work for. I'm very proud to be working for this company, but I can't say their name on the air because if I do, I have to start saying that I am not affiliate. You know, my opinions are not their opinions and all this rubbish. And that's because of their blog policy. And I do apologize for that. So anyway, um, so basically what happened with this job was... I was hired. I, I applied for for an accounts payable job. This is what I was doing at my last position. And after having my two interviews, I I, I had an interview with the uh, Stephen, who is the head of the accounting department. And then they called me back for a second interview, which is always a good sign because that means that they're seriously considering uh, hiring you. Went back, and then I had a uh, an interview, a second interview with Stephen, and also with my supervisor Todd. And was able to uh, 
yeah, I also spoke with, with Emily, who's not my supervisor, but is above me in the chain of command, if you know what I mean. She's sort of sideways up from me, and we're independent of each other. The AP department and the accounting department are the same thing, but it's two different departments. It's all very complicated. I can't explain it properly. Um, Cyber John is saying that he'll call when I tell him to. Yeah, okay. Uh, that, fair enough. Um, after I'm done monologuing, I'll, uh, I'll uh, tell you. Um, and uh, just making sure that everything is... Yeah, everything is still working. I have to watch this now every second, don't I? I do. I know I do. Um, so uh, that's basically what, what's going on. And, and it's, it's really nice to be in that situation where... I know the people around me know what they're doing. And that's a great environment to train in. I'm, you know, I've actually been able, because I don't have to worry about whether worrying whether or not the people above me know what they're doing, I can concentrate on learning the task myself. That has been a real pleasure. And it's probably the first time I've had that experience in my professional life for years probably since when I was still in the printing industry. So good news. You know, it's, it's just, uh, I have to say, and I, I'm not going to rave for the whole show about how wonderful my new job is because um, the, the, the other good thing is that I'm making more than I was at my last job. Um, one, of my, one of the things about this job is it's a lot further away from my house. Now, I used to work in Evanston, which is within walking distance. You know, it's about, well, it's an hour walk. But I used, I used to do it on the way home. I can't do that anymore because now I work downtown in the loop. Uh, not really in the loop, but off the loop. In the west, west loop, I guess is what they call that area. And uh, so I take the train down. And I don't take the L. We have two different train systems here in Chicago. I don't know if I've talked about that before. Excuse me. Um, it was the, There's the L. And that's sort of your inner city rail. That's your, you know, like the subway. And, of course, it travels above the ground for most of it. So that they call it the L for the elevated train. And then we have the Metra. Not to be confused with the Metro. This is the Metra with an A. And it, it actually is the, your suburban rail. This would be kind of like the London light rail. You know, they would go out to the, like the outlying areas of London. It's, it's kind of that kind of comparison. And now I, there's a, a metro station very, very close to my house. It's not as close as the L was to me but at my old place, but it's, it's about a five-minute walk from my house. So interestingly enough, it actually takes me about the same time to get to work in the morning now as it did before, even though I worked much, much closer to home before because the metro doesn't make as many stops. It moves faster. And I get to, you know, it's basically I've become one of those fancy businessmen that sit on the train, on the, you know, with their with their newspaper, you know, and their umbrella. And, of course, a lot of them have, like, iPads and, and crap like that. But uh, not that I do. But the other nice thing about my job is I don't have to wear a suit. I don't have to wear a tie. I can wear jeans, but I generally don't. It just kind of depends, you know, it, it depends on how lazy I am that day. But, uh, you know, they, they're very... Um, liberal about the the you know how you dress because we don't deal with customers uh, when we do the rare occasion when we do it's over the telephone and i don't have to worry about that okay so i'm going to stop talking about uh, that and we are going to do one of my old features here 
Chris Reardon has decreed. Chris Reardon! I love it! Yeah, I haven't done this feature in a while. Every week, as you know, I find a clip of Chris Reardon, and I'm going to play some old ones because I just wanted to do it anyway. So here we go. Here is what Chris Reardon has decreed for this week. You must always offer tradesmen a drink whenever they come to your house. Absolutely. And toast or cakes. So that was Chris Reardon has decreed for this week. Stay tuned for next time, whenever that is, when he may say something more interesting like this. Do you fall asleep at all? I don't think that's, that's a good idea at all. Absolutely not. Do you think it's an age thing? People shout out, get on with it. This is it. There isn't any more. It's pointless you shouting out to it. This is it. There is no more. Don't expect something better to come along later on, because there isn't. <laughs> we love Chris. And, you know, Chris is back to doing his little 10-minute shows over on United Kingdom Talk. Dot co dot uk so go check him out there um so that uh it's 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 really weird it feels really odd to be back it really feels really odd that's strange um a lot of people have been asking me about my new apartment for some reason even though i've been living here since april people keep asking me how i like my new apartment um i like my new apartment this has been uh yeah, it's been a while i mean it, it's not like my new apartment anymore because i've been here since april but um it, it's it's a lot bigger than my old place, and, and I do like it. The one problem that I've had recently is that somewhere around the, I want to say the beginning of August, it was right before I started my new job. No, no, I'm sorry, I take that back. It was right after I started my new job, so it was the middle of August. I had a mouse in my apartment, and I wasn't aware of it at first, and then re I realized that yeah, th there was something not quite right. And one day I was sitting on my couch and, and uh, I was reading or something and, and I saw it. I actually saw the mouse. And I, I've never, I haven't had a mouse in my house since the 80s. I mean, this was back when I was living in this scummy little apartment in, uh, in Cape Coral, Florida. And we ended up with a mouse in our place. And um, so I, I was a little bit, alarmed by you know because i live in an apartment building which means if there's one mouse there might be more you know maybe a lot more so i uh called my landlord said hey you know i've got a mouse and they said oh there okay it's there now okay and so apparently what was going on was that uh there was a mouse and there was only one mouse and it was going from apartment to apartment and apparently it, it snuck in while people were moving in or or whatever but uh that nobody was able to catch it and they put down traps and they put down poison and you know, all this stuff and uh, nobody could, could capture the mouse. And finally it ended up in this apartment. And so I am the nemesis of mice folks. I'm the nemesis of mice. I actually managed to do away with this mouse. This was Osama bin Laden of the mouse world. He, he was very clever. It was really good at hiding really difficult and apparently immune to poison because after I saw the mouse, I rushed out, bought uh, some decon, which is the granular, it's mouse poison. And what it does is it, uh, the, the way that poison works is it's a blood thinner. So maybe this, maybe this uh, mouse had high blood pressure or something. I don't know, 
uh, it was able to uh, to eat. It ate a lot of that poison. I have to say, it, it ate a lot of it, and it showed no signs of of dying. So uh, finally, I I, you know, I put down some traps. They didn't, you know, it was too clever to 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 get caught in these traps. So I finally, the landlord came and set down a couple of of more traditional trap. I put down glue traps because I, I don't like the idea of killing the thing. I, you know, I don't just want to get rid of it, you know? And, uh, went ahead and, and got rid of the, you know, uh, the, the, the poison stuff. It's like, there's still some of it around just, just in case. But, um, and the very next day, last weekend, uh, just when Pete and I were about to go out of town, we caught the mouse. So that is the end of the mouse, and I haven't seen any more activity. I, I'm going to give my, my landlord the benefit of the doubt here and say that, that that was the only mouse. That was probably the only mouse. So uh, so much for that. So that is, I am the nemesis of mice. Okay, so um, it looks like, all right, so we're, we're doing pretty good on time here. And uh, we're going to talk to Cyber John here in a few minutes, but before that... We are going to do another one of my old features, Today in History. Oh, let me adjust the volume on that. That's, that's hideous. I love Vivaldi, but not that much. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Today in History, October 8th. In 314 was the battle at Cibele, where the Emperor Constantine beat the Emperor Licinius. Yes, two emperors fighting each other. They're both Roman emperors. You figure it out. In 1775, officers of the Continental Army in the United States decided to bar slaves and free blacks from being able to serve. In 1865, Charles Darwin aboard the HMS Beagle reached the Galapagos Islands. Very important time there. 1862, Otto von Bismarck became the Chancellor of Germany. In 1871, the Great Fire of Chicago broke out, destroying over 17,000 buildings. So the, the fire devastated three and a half square miles. Uh, about 250 people were killed and 90,000 people were left homeless. You know, yeah, I mean, there's a couple of buildings down, down in the loop that are left from that time. The only buildings that survived down in that area were the water tower, and the old water tower pump house. So you figure out why. <laughs> but uh, the, uh, yeah, and all the, the rest of Chicago basically was leveled. And there, there's still a few old buildings around that survived the fire, but not very many. And really, really most everything that you see today was built after about the 1900s. Anyway, uh, 1957, the Brooklyn Baseball Club announced that it had accepted a deal to move the Dodgers to Los Angeles. 1964, Ringo Starr takes and passes his driving test. 1966, the U.S. government declared that LSD was dangerous and an illegal substance. Bloody shame that. I, I yeah, sorry. Uh, 1971, John Lennon released his mega hit, Imagine. 1982, in Poland, all labor organizations, including Solidarity, were banned. In 2001, Rush Limbaugh, conservative talk show host here in the States, announced to his listeners that he was totally deaf in his left ear, had an only partial hearing in his right ear, and that this condition had happened in a three-month period. Yeah, and, and as we found out since then, it was most likely the result of his addiction to painkillers. But 
he has never admitted that publicly. And in 2003, Siegfried Fischbacher and his manager announced that the Siegfried and Roy show was canceled permanently. It was also said that if Ray Horn had survived after a tiger attack on October 3rd, that the duo would continue to work together. I don't know if they're, I don't think they're, I don't know. Did they, Siegfried and Roy back, back, I don't know. Um, 19, or sorry, 2004, the first ever direct presidential elections were held in Afghanistan. And in 2004 also, at Alderson Federal Prison, Martha Stewart began her five-month prison sentence for insider trading. And famous birthdays today include actor Paul Hogan in 1939, civil rights activist Jesse Jackson in 1941, children's book writer R.L. Stein, author of the Goosebumps series in 1943, also 1943, actor Chevy Chase, 1949, actress Sigourney Reaver, Weaver, sorry, and in 1970, Matt Damon. And that is Today in History. What a life of old twaddle that is! All right, so that, that is Today in History. And, that, and so it's, that's the old features. That's, so that's good. So, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention something. I forgot to mention, uh, I was talking about my new job. Uh, oh, actually, we're going to take a call here. Hello, John, how are you? Greetings from Clockland, Tom. It's good to have you back. Yeah, thank you very much, Cyber John. And hopefully, that the, you know, now that things are calming down a little bit, I will be back more often. We need you. Saturday is the most boring day of the week. It's so dull here. <laughs> anyway, you're now you're now the new cart- uh, comic book uh, hero. You are Mouse Nemesis, yeah. I am the Mouse Nemesis. <laughs> my well, weakness, uh, my weakness is cheese. Apparently, how is Thor, by the way? Thor's doing quite well, thank you. And you know, like I was talking about this during the you know uh, during the period of static. Uh, the the you know, listing figures on the show have, have been you know steadily rising since I started the show, and they're Ooh. almost up to the level of my old show, Tom Harris USA. So I'm I'm very very pleased. Great. I was thinking about comic book characters actually a bit about Union Jack. Have you got? Is there a, char- a character called Union Jack? There is indeed. Yes. Uh, is there a Captain Britain? Yes. I was thinking you know. The British were often seen in films, in American films, as the baddies. So, this Union Jack and Captain Britain, are they are they good guys? Yes, yes they are. Um, They're never fighting Captain America or Mouse Nemesis Man? <laughs> <laughs> well, Captain Britain um, came, came first, I'm pretty mm. sure. Um, Baba, Baba Dono is saying that, uh, that I mean that I have two listeners. Uh, yeah, <laughs> on the, on I was going to say it. <laughs> Right. Well, I, ha- I think I have two listeners right now. But uh, yeah, well, see, the thing is, you know, the, well, this is podcast and I, I'm going to be cheeky and I post this on the United Kingdom Radio Podbean page and also on my own page. And between the two of them, the show will probably get about 60 or 70 listeners. So, yeah, that, cool. that's that's pretty good. Um, oh, but Union Jack, you know, I think Union Jack came first. I'm really not sure. But uh, Union Jack came around in the in the mid 70s and he was a good guy. Back during World War Two, this oh, was yeah. yes, yes, I remember now. Yeah, the, the Invaders series, and and uh, so he was a um, a nobleman, you know, like a marquis or something. Who, okay. yeah, who, who uh, was a World War One hero, and then during World War Two, he you know, was fighting with the Invaders against Hitler, and then uh, Captain Britain came in the mid seventies as well, and and he was a uh, a character who was come up with for the British market. 
And, mm-hmm. and at first, he was only published in Britain. They, you couldn't get Captain Britain comics here. And mm-hmm. then they, they started to cross him over occasionally with other uh, American heroes. And, and uh, they revamped the character in the 80s. And they gave a, a series in the 80s called Excalibur, which was a, a superhero group that was based in the UK. They had American characters in it, but he was the yeah. leader. And I like the Captain Britain character. I'll be quite honest. And yeah, they, they, I think both of those characters are still around in the Marvel Universe today. You often have uh, an alternate sort of alternate fiction where Spider-Man turns, you know, he, he starts to have fighting good guys. He turns bad, or Captain America has something happen to him. He goes in a timeline. Uh-huh. It, do you like that? Is it? You know, some people don't like this this alternate history kind of thing. They say, we, especially if it's world history, World War Two history, Hitler winning the war. You know, why do it? But I think it's quite an important, uh, an interesting uh, kind of idiom, or, or what do they call it? A oh, it's a, it's it's a trope. Yeah, what, sure. what, do you, are you are you into that kind of thing? Is it all oh, canon, yeah. as far as you're concerned? It's not canon, but but I right. I, I like it. Yeah. Um, in fact, Marvel did a series for many years called What If, and and that was basically well, what if this had happened instead of that? And you know, so is it what if the Nazis had won World War Two, or what if uh, you know Captain America was elected president? That sort of thing. And they did mm. a lot of these sorts of things. Um, and a lot of the stories were really interesting. The problem that I had with them is that they tended to either show this glorious future where everybody was happy or, you know, sort of this this horrible dystopia. And there was really kind of nothing in between uh, as either things turned out really well or really poorly. So I just think that showed a lack of imagination on the part of of the comic writers. But um, certainly they're not canonical as far as the, the characters go. Well, we've got um, William Shatner has re- uh, written a whole bunch of uh, books based on his character being regenerated after, was it Generations, where he got killed? In a yeah, rock well, you know, when you say William Shatner wrote, uh, William Shatner and his ghostwriter. <laughs> Go- <laughs> Army of ghosts. I don't think William Shatner has ever written anything. I think uh, he, works with the, he works with a number of, uh, of different ghostwriters, and he has since... Uh, what the tech war? Do you remember tech war? Oh, uh, mm, yeah, the 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 game and the book. Um, well, it 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 didn't work. I love I love anything to do with William Shatner, but it, to me, just uh, it, it was a bit it was a bit too far gone. I can't describe how, how bad it I thought it was. Yeah. I don't know. Is that is that heresy to you? No, no. As I understand it, tech war was come up with a, a as a pitch for by William Shatner for a series starring himself. Ah. Uh, back back in the uh, 70s and, and and early 80s and nobody picked it up you know nobody picked up on it well so, he was very desperate wasn't he at, at one point he was living in a tent in a, in a yeah. field he, he had no no job nobody was taking him on he had a couple of uh uh in colombo i think he was a buddy in colombo at one point yeah he did a he also did a series in the 70s called barbary coast which which wasn't uh well received and i don't think it lasted very long it wasn't shown on UK television for yeah, certain. Yeah, it was yep. a... Uh, and then he did T.J. Hooker, so... Yeah. Yeah, there was a big interregnum, a big pe- a period of time when he had between Star Trek and T.J. Hooker when he was he was really sure, scraping yeah, the barrel for jobs. It was like uh, Barbary Coast, I want to say, was in 75. Um, and mm-hmm. that and then there was nothing until the Star Trek motion picture. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah so that would have been about five years or so that where, where he wasn't doing anything at all. Um 
so yeah, sir. Sure. Um, but the thing is, you know, I think he, you know, he came up with this this idea as, as a pitch for a series starring himself. Then nobody picked it up, so he hired a ghostwriter, and they started to do a novel novels of it. And eventually, Tech War got picked up as a series, but. At that point, Shatner was too old to star in it. So he was the uh, supporting character. He was there kind of in the background. Yeah. yeah. And they he's, got... He's, they got I mean, what he's doing in Boston Legal now is tremendous. It picked up so many awards. And, and again, like you just said, he was a character in the background, really. It's not the William Shatner show anymore. Right, right. And I think that's that's a a, a good good thing for him. Um, mm. Because William Shatner, you know, he's he's... He's a competent actor. I think people do kind of give him a, a short, short end of the stick for, for being a bad actor, being very hammy and all that. And, and there is that side to him. But if you watch some of his work, and especially the first 10 episodes of, of the original Star Trek, you can see some good acting going on there. Yeah. The problem yeah, is that eventually, whenever William Shatner gets comfortable doing something, he becomes a parody of himself. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, it, um, the, what, the thing about this, that Rodenberry wouldn't give them any uh, uh, influence over the script um, right the way through the three series. So, right. you know, they were given the lines. I think Leonard Nimoy pushed his way in at one point and was able to put some of his own uh, ideas into there, including the, uh, the idea of Spock. It was developed by him. Uh, the old, uh, the old uh, Vulcan greetings is actually, a, a, I think, a Jewish baptism or Jewish bar mitzvah sign. It's a, yeah, I used to know. I used to know the name of the ceremony, but it's a it's a ceremony where where nobody is supposed to be watching. They're supposed <laughs> you're supposed to cover your eyes, mm -hmm. and and uh, the the rabbis will kind of wave that sign over the congregation. But but Leonard Nimoy, when he was a kid, he peaked, <laughs> um, which I think most most kids probably would have as well. Um, but uh, no, I think you know for the time for for the mid '60s, I think they were given a lot of latitude for their characters, all of them. But that's not saying much because in the 60s, you were expected to strictly keep to the script. Yes, yes. And often some of those scripts would be changed minutes before the lines are actually going to be read. And that caused a lot of trouble. I've read The, the Great Bird of the Galaxy. That's the Gene Rodenberry story. And right. both of William Shatner's uh, the movie and the series books. And they're very enlightening. Except right at the end of the book, he says, do I wear a hairpiece? You read that in my third book or something like that. <laughs> he never tells the story. Well, I think that's obvious. <laughs> I've, I've got to say, tremendously disappointed with the, the recent uh, Star Trek movie. I think if you've never seen Star Trek, you'd probably enjoy it as an action flick. Just like the Sherlock Holmes was an action fl flick. Anybody could have played, any, any hero could have been in that Sherlock Holmes film. It could have been, uh, you know, any, any, any sort of Victorian uh, adventurer kind of uh, Scene yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll totally, I'll totally agree with you on uh, on Sherlock Holmes. In fact, uh, when I Pete and I went to go see that in the theater, that that was something that we actually went out to see, and I thought, damn, that, that is a great Wild Wild West movie. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. as yeah. opposed to the crappy Wild Wild West movie that they did with Will Smith, the you know this that would have been a great Wild Wild West story, but it's not a good Sherlock Holmes story. Mm. And and I like I like you know Robert Downey Jr. I, I have nothing against the guy, and I like the the guy the other guy uh, is uh, it wasn't Jude Law was it was it Jude Law? 
Yes, it was. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. In fact, uh, I think uh, Downey's an English, or is he English? Born in England, moved to America. Yeah, I, I don't think of him as a British actor, but no, I don't. But Jude Law is certainly. Um, but uh, I, I definitely, you know, enjoyed the movie on that level. But as Sherlock Holmes, I found it lacking. And of course, there's going to be a, a, another one with Moriarty, and it's he was seen right at the end of the film in a sort of uh, yeah, a yeah. cameo. And it'll probably be in 3D as well. <laughs> <laughs> However, I'm going to I'm going to disagree with you on the Star Trek movie because I I thoroughly enjoyed the Star Trek movie. But um, it's the, it's the canon issue again. They destroyed Vulcan. How yeah. can you destroy? And, and they destroyed Romulus. Yes. So and, and Spock kisses um, Uhura. Okay. I mean, what's going on? <laughs> I see. I saw people dressed in the gear. In the in the, the uniforms, and two of them walked out when that happened. Yeah, they I, both had they both had pointy ears. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I will say, you know, the the thing about the Star Trek movie, and it's true with any kind of adaptation of of a property, and this goes for the Thor movie as well. I take the I take the movie at its own face value, and I don't try to to pigeonhole it into continuity. They did that in the movie in the context of the movie because they had old Spock. They, they, you know, they had to say, this is an alternate universe, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, right. the, uh, the, the thing, though, and this is true of, of Thor or Iron Man, any of the, the things that are adapted from something else, um, the movie universe is its own thing. It doesn't affect anything else. It doesn't affect the TV series. It doesn't affect the comic book. It's, it's kind of self-contained in its own little world. And I don't get stressed out about things like Spock kissing Uhura. Um, there are things about the Star Trek movie that I didn't like, but I did a, I actually did a review of the movie on my podcast way back okay. in the day. Um, hmm. And I've talked about it a couple times on the show. Um, overall, I, I thought that it was a great way to, to reintroduce young people today who may not necessarily be big old nerds like us, yeah. Who, yeah. who don't know anything about Star Trek and expose them to the character. I mean, everybody knows the name of Captain Kirk. Everybody knows the name of Mr. Spock, but they don't, uh, half of them call him Dr. Spock. Um, he, he was a completely different guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Mr. Spock had this like big nursery, uh, babies in it, you know, just below the deck, yeah, of the, of the bridge. Um, but... Uh, yeah, but they don't know much else. You know, it's just one of those pop culture touchstones that that people either are familiar with or they're not. And you know, I, I certainly agree with that. Um, introducing, I always thought Star Trek would introduce people. The next generation introduce people to science and to physics because I'm a scientist. Sure. And I didn't see that happening. I didn't see people coming to university wanting to do chemistry and physics because they'd uh, you know they'd fallen in love with the, the, the Star Trek uh, series. It didn't. It didn't work. It wasn't meant to do that, obviously. But I just thought there would be results. It didn't I, happen. Well, I think that I think it happened with the with the original series, certainly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think by the time the next gen came along, uh, you're living in a different world. Mm-hmm. You know, a, world have, where, a world where physicists and chemists are not paid very much anymore. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah, you end up you working for universities or or for private corporations, and it's not. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know because I'm not a scientist. I don't, I'm, a, I'm an amateur devotee of science, but I, I've never worked in that field, so I really don't, uh, don't know what it's like to actually work in it. Well, I, I was going to say, um, I, by the description of your, your working uh, environment, I, I'd love to come and work for your company 
Uh, even though I'm not sure what you do because I didn't get that part of the description. Yeah, what, um, what I'm doing, what I'm doing is because uh, I, I think I got sidetracked off this. Um, I, I actually applied for an accounts payable position, and yeah. interviewed for that for that position. But apparently, what happened was in between my first interview and my second interview, the person who was doing my job before me quit, and very very suddenly, she she gave like a week's notice and then she was gone. Oh, and what they they were looking at, you know, my my uh, inter they were going to hire me basically as accounts payable person because there was an accounts payable job open. That's the job I applied for. But what happened was after she left, they were saying, wait, you know, he's got this experience doing you know bank reconciliations and account reconciliations, all this other stuff that doesn't fit into AP. Let's give him a shot at the the staff accountant job. And hire somebody else for for AP, and that's what they did. Okay. So I was hired for a job I did not apply for. Oh, and I'm and I was doing and I am doing things that I have never done before. So the learning curve has been very very steep, and I've had to learn it very very quickly because they were doing month close when I was hired. <laughs> 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 so that is why one of the main reasons why I have not had time to do shows because I've, I've been so busy during the week and working you know, for the first the first uh, two or three weeks I was there working overtime every almost every day. Okay, is so, that in order to is that because the overtime is there to do and it's more money or you want to you want to you want to set yourself in that position and say look I'm a oh, hard worker. Jeez, uh, Bob Adeno is saying that, that I'm not on air, and it looks like she's right. Hang on just a moment. Let's just get re. Sorry about that, Bob. Yeah, it looks apparently we were disconnected from the. Uh, th this is annoying. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. It's the gremlins. It's just probably mice under your uh, in your computer getting a roll back. Yeah, probably, probably. I mean, not just not, not just one mouse that you use to control the system. How how Bob? How how long were we off? Because we've been chatting this entire time. That was good stuff as well. Yeah, Let me get that well, back. The, the, the good stuff, well, yeah, folks, if you're listening to the show, uh, the the uh, uh, podcast will be posted up on TomHarrisUSA.com and also over on uh, UnitedKingdomRadio.Podbean.com and uh, you will be able to hear the shows in their entirety there without any annoying gaps. Talking to the back to the jobs, I've had to go and see the psychology the company psychologist today. Oh dear! Uh, sorry, not to, not today. Uh, last 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 week. Um, yeah, I've just got a few issues with my colleagues. They're uh, they're pretty. They're all alpha males. They're all trying to make the. They're, they're all part of a gang that I'm not not in. You know, I'm 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 a, I'm a small guy. I'm English with long hair and a beard. They're all tall, big. Uh, sort of your your maple syrup apple pie guys. They're your jocks in the states. Oh dear! Yeah, yeah, I, I understand. And um, they things get, go missing, and I just went to see her, and uh, she says, "Well, you know, what have you done to try and uh, amend the situation?" I said, "I tell them jokes." And she, and I said, she said, "Jokes? Oh, I said, that's a good thing to do. Be the the class clown, sort of say." And she, I started giving her a couple of jokes, like, um, "I'll give you one now if you want." It's the one where a guy, I'm looking out the window, and I see two guys, two two workers. One of them is uh, digging a hole, and the other one comes along after the, the hole's been dug deep and nice, and then he fills it back in again. So I went over to them and I said, what the hell are you doing? You know, you, you're filling in, you're digging a hole and you're filling it in. And they said, ah, oh, the guy with the trees hasn't turned up today. Oh, dear. So, <laughs> the thing is, I just kept laying more and more jokes on her. In the end, the psychologist was crying. And he, I was just imagining people looking through the window going, oh, John's with the company psychologist. And the psychologist is crying her eyes out. <laughs> he must be in a really bad way. 
Oh, dear. <laughs> in the end, she said, uh, actually, you've not got a problem. Everybody else is crazy in your, in, your, uh, in your working environment. You're the only sane person there. So that was uh, good to have that kind of support in any case. Yes, uh, it sounded, it sounded like your last position. Then you had similar kind of um, you know, problems, I suppose. Uh, the, problems, the problems we're having, yeah, I think that, that my boss, my, who is the assistant controller of the company, just wasn't very good at what she did. And, and I, t I tell you, I've had phone calls from her at my new job, at work, of yeah. her asking me how to do things that I used to do. <laughs> Isn't that always the case? They promote um, failure. Well, yeah, I, I don't know if I don't know if I'd go that far, but that company that I used to work for is basically doesn't exist anymore, and mm. she's kind of responsible for tying up all the loose ends. They've moved their accounting, you know, their accounting to another company, and she's just kind of wrapping up everything that's that's left. And you know, there are a lot of things that I did that she never knew how to do. And yeah. th there's a reason, you know, and I understand this from the the point of view of my new job because. For example, I report directly to the CFO. Um, okay. I have a supervisor who also reports directly to the CFO, but we are not quite on the same level. My, the, the guy, the guy my, my, my boss, Todd, I, I refer to him as my boss, um, is kind of the one who has to sign off on all my stuff. But really, we're not that much separated as far as our positions go because we both report to the same person. Um, but my, but the CFO, he does not know how to cut a check. He does not know how to reconcile an account because you have to have the separation of duties. You have to have, mm. if, in case of audits, you have to have somebody who doesn't know how th certain things are done because, uh, you know, like I said, if, if there's an audit or something, they have to say, you know, this could not have been done by so-and-so because he's not trained to do that well you know it's I, I there's there's a business reason for it do um do people live in fear of the nrs suddenly coming in and uh, asking for the books uh, i don't know about fear if if your company is above board if you're doing everything by the book uh then generally speaking no and and i will tell you that you know we we've I don't know if they've ever been audited by the IRS, and I, this is getting into information that I'm probably uh, not allowed to talk about. But okay. I can tell you that, yeah, you know, we own we have fifty one stores, and we're about we're about to open our fifty second store. We have fourteen new stores opening up in two thousand and twelve around the U.S., and mm -hmm. we operate in over thirty states. I mean, we we operate in a lot of different different states every state has its own tax authority so for things like sales tax and so forth what i guess you would call vat I, i'm really yeah. not sure if it's the same thing but um, and so the what, what happens is that uh maybe once every six or seven years they'll get audited by one of the states well because we have you know all these states that we're we're doing business in that means that about four or five times a year we get audited by one of the states mm. so we have upcoming three different audits for for sales tax on, by three mm. different states now so this is routine it's not it's not a case of being afraid of it because we don't do anything wrong but it's a pain for us but we recognize that it's going to happen every year every year we're going to get a half dozen audits you know so 
it's just part of of doing what we do. the the thing The good thing is that that the, our CFO is a very competent person, and and my boss is a very competent person. So the uh-huh. auditors come in. They stay around for a few days going through all the, the records. They say thank you, and then they go away. And your boss is going to be listening to this podcast, I hope, yeah? Uh, my boss doesn't know anything about this podcast. <laughs> but if he did, he'd be happy. Probably. My, my uh, boss, but, my, 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 uh, my immediate supervisor, Todd, he's, he's a... Uh, He's a real good guy, and and he's a he's a big old geek too. I mean, he's a he's a huge Star Wars geek. Oh well, there's a Star Wars versus Star Trek theme. Yeah, there, isn't I there? don't I don't believe in that. I, I I like both Star Wars and Star Trek, and I don't care. I, I <laughs> they're different animals to me. They're they're completely different. I agree. I agree. I, I love the game. I'm a big, you know, I'm a big PC gamer. Oh yeah. yeah. The the some of the titles he brought out both in, in Star Trek and the Star Wars. Well, initially, they weren't very good. They just slapped the name on and they called it Rebel Fighter or whatever, and it, it bore no real, uh, it bore no similarity to the, to the apart from the, the title on the box and the picture. Right. But recently, they've got very, very clever. The uh, the, the designers, um, and, and it's become a beautiful pleasure. One of the the best games for the Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, is now ten years old, and people are still playing it. They still love it. They still chat about it on forums because right. it's just it, you know, nobody's actually done a better game than that but uh, they just get the, 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 the same theme I've heard you know. I've, I've heard fantastic stuff about that game from Pete who, who is a big fan of it and there's the new uh, the new Star Wars uh, MMO coming out that's uh, right which is yeah. going to be out uh, very shortly and I believe that Pete is in the beta for that oh really yeah so okay. th- that that is going to be coming out pretty soon and I'm hearing really good things about it from, from people um, I, you know, I'm still. I, I I don't really consider myself a quote unquote gamer anymore, but uh, but I still play you know World of Warcraft, and I, I'm going to be getting into Diablo three when that comes out. But but I need to get a new computer first because my my computer now is 11 years old, and it's Ooh. starting to show its age a bit. So uh, as soon as as Diablo three comes out, I'm going to start shopping around for a new computer. I've, um, when I asked for a computer from the department, I said, can you put a really good graphics card in there? And they said, uh, yeah, why, why do you want that? That's another 200 quid for the laptop, 200 English uh, squigglies. Mm-hmm. And I said, I want to run uh, polymeric dynamic simulations, <laughs> uh, which is a complete fabrication because I want to play Company of Heroes. I want to I play the World of Warcraft. I, wanna, you know, I, want, I need that power in, in, the, in the Dell. And uh, they came through with it. Cool. Uh, the only trouble is my computer got dropped at the airport, so I was, yeah, Ouch. yeah. It uh, it suddenly dies on me halfway through a game, and that's just you. You know, I've not saved it. I'm tearing my hair out. I have to go and do those thirteen quests again and again. Oh, so that's terrible. Yeah. I become a save junkie. You know, do anything. Pick up gold. Save. Kill orc. Save. Yeah, yeah. That sounds that sounds terrible. Yeah. It's, it's taken away from the spirit of the game. Absolutely, yeah. I can't. Uh, yeah. Well, the thing is, you know, my my uh, my computer when I bought it, I bought my computer in two thousand one. Um, it was a top of the line gaming system then. Mm. Um, so, I got through about eight years before I started to find out that there were a lot of games that I couldn't play on it. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, so it took that long for the games to pass me 
And so, so now if, you know, when the new games come out, I'm not going to be able to play them on this computer anymore. I'm going to have to get something new. Um, and, uh, I, I, I expected that, but I've, I've upgraded the, I've, you know, I've upgraded the Ram in this and I've upgraded the, uh, uh, the, uh, graphics card in this over, over the bat of the last, uh, six years. So I'm able to play WoW with no, it plays WoW pretty well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it handles that game pretty well, but that's also a 10 year old game. Yeah. So, yeah. Or, do you have, do you have uh, gender issues with uh, with your games? I always love playing women. Uh, you know, with, when double swords, if I can, or double lightsabers, or whatever, it's always a woman. I, I never, <laughs> I never play a man. I don't know. What, is that something in my head or something? Are you are you, are you similarly cursed? No, um, I, I always play male characters. Um, now Pete plays both. He he has male characters and female characters, um, but I I always play male characters. I'm I also I'm, I'm not a, a guy who likes confrontation. Obviously, you know, in my job, I'm confronted all the time by these these big guys trying to get me to do stuff or trying to take stuff from me, whatever. And I don't like actually doing it online for some of those sort of war games. I'm, I, I play single player. I don't know what it is about me. Maybe I'm just afraid. I think I'm afraid of being beaten. I think I'm actually afraid more of winning. Well, that sounds perverse, I suppose. <laughs> um. Yeah, being afraid of, of success is something I, I mean, I definitely understand that. Um, mm. But uh, my, uh, I'm going to say, uh, you know, in, in WoW, you have, you have your PvP. You know, you have your player yeah. versus player stuff. It's not my favorite thing to do. No, don't like it. Yeah, it's, it's I, I don't, I play on a server that's a PvE server, but I... I don't mind a little bit of PVP. It depends on kind of what I'm in the mood for, but it's not my thing. It's not, I'm not one of those people that goes out and gears up for PVP. Mm. I, would I, I, know, just... I know a guy who's, um, who's so good now that nobody will play against him. And he's, he's changed his name, but they find out very soon, you know, it's him again. Right. Uh, right. And they do, uh, in some, they do this thing called drop hacking, where uh, that's another thing that's, that's taking, taking over quite a lot of online gaming, where you play a one versus one or two V2. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other guy suddenly stops when he realizes he's not going to win, and he stops the game. He he, hack, he goes out. He just turns it off, gotcha. and then he complains that his computer crashed or whatever. Right. And what that effectively does is you don't get the win. And it's it's across all the forums at the moment about different games not dealing with this very well. Uh, the, the the servers are not giving um, the, the win or the loss to, uh, to to the players. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that matters in WoW. I think if you disconnect, you just lose. Yeah, WoW's one of the ones that's got it right. Yeah, yeah. Right from, right from the beginning. Have you got all the upgrades and the expansion kits oh, yeah, and yeah, et cetera, et yeah. cetera? Um, I've been keeping up with the expansions, yeah. I, I, there's really kind of not a choice. If you're going um, yes. if you, if to keep playing, you kind of have to get the expansions. Um, and I don't always get them as soon as they come out, but I always do get them. It means you can't play the game online effectively if you don't have the, the, the latest... Uh, uh, What's the last one called? Oh gosh, oh, it's Brain. called Cataclysm. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And the thing is, you know, and what one of the things that that, that uh, um, Blizzard is doing now, which I really, really like, and this is something that they've been doing with WoW, is they're they are making a lot more solo content. So if you don't want, if you if you're a casual player like me, because mm. I, I don't I don't have time to be a raider. You know, to, to, to do these big yeah. raids. I don't have time for that. And, and I used to do it when I did have time to do it, but I, I can't now. 
um, they have they've introduced a lot of content now for the solo player so that you can actually play through the storyline alone. Okay, yes, yes. So I'm, I'm really liking that the fact that they finally recognize that there is a big group of people out there like me who are casual players casual. Who, yeah, casual. who want to, you know, who don't have the time to do serious rating. And they're actually introducing a, a casual rating level for people who, you know, it's, it's, it's not your normal difficulty. It's like a super easy mode for people who don't, want to you know you don't get as good loot either but um but a super easy rating mode for people who only have a few hours a week to play yeah so you can still experience the content without having to spend the hours grind you know to to get through you dying over and over again to get through the fights and uh I, and I like 50, that. 50 wild boy just to get um, a level up yeah yeah there's and, a couple of elite talking about elite and elite elite players a couple of stories from Korea. Uh, I think they're a little bit old, but one of them is uh, a guy um, was arrested and imprisoned because he'd sold a sword that he'd been uh, a god. <laughs> oh, or, or what was it? And yeah, he sold the sword, but the other guy, now the guy who was imprisoned, killed him. Unfortunately, he went around and uh, hit him on the head with a brick. Said, "You stole my sword. You've sold it for actual real money, real Korean zlotties." Oh dear. And well, the, the other big one, of course, is StarCraft in Korea. StarCraft is StarCraft One and now Two are national games. Oh, they're they're equivalent to a sport, and people are making a lot of money out of it. Um, one chap he played nonstop for fifty hours and died. Hold on, hold on. Some heart. Looks like it's coming to an end. Yeah, Baba No is telling me that uh, we are off again. So. Oh no. Well, we'll collect it all together and get the and put the goodness out. All right. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, yeah, as as I said before, the the podcast version will be complete, and I'm probably going to edit out the uh, disconnects, but uh, we'll we'll be good. Uh, just want to say very thank you very much, John, for being on the show, and it's been a great pleasure, pleasure. sir. Pleasure. Hope there's going to be lots more. We, we will be more. back. We'll be back as things calm down. My uh, my schedule will normalize, especially as we get into the winter, and I don't want to spend a lot of time outside. Um, we'll definitely be back. So anyway, thanks very much for listening. Uh, it's time to go. So I will see you all when I see you. Don't forget I do reruns of Tom Harris USA here on Thousand Mics Saturday mornings and also Radio Free Asgard. Don't forget that Thursday, 12 p.m. my time. That'll be 6 p.m. UK here on 1000 Mics Radio. This is Tom Harris signing off. We'll see you next week. You like movies about gladiators?